local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240 on a big uh, Tuesday. Last day in February, February 28th. And, uh, of course, we'll have a guest on later on this morning in our second segment uh, and uh, hopefully uh, he can have some success tonight uh, as uh, we all talk some high school basketball. In the meantime, uh, in the NBA last night, uh, the, the Pelicans just continue uh, just to get behind early in the game and just can't make it up uh, as last night they, uh, over at the Smoothie King, they're taking on the Orlando Magic and fall behind by 11 in the first period and then kind of t- almost tie things up uh, as they uh, go into halftime at a behind by one point, fifty to forty-nine. As they made a nice run at the Magic, uh, third quarter come out a, again a little slow, down by four, heading into the fourth quarter, and uh, had the game. Uh, the pretty much the game was pretty much even, and uh, the uh, Magic go on to score basically the last points of the games. Uh, they win going away, one hundred one to ninety-three, and again leading the. Pelicans, as he's done since he's come back from that toe injury, is Brandon Ingram. Ingram had 25 points, was 8 out of 19 from the floor, 7-8 uh, from the free throw line. And again, uh, he also led the team in rebounds, had 6, no block shots. Uh, C.J. McCullen with, uh, with the uh, Pelicans also had 6 assists but 3 turnovers. In the meantime, McCullum also had 18 points along with uh, Jones, who uh, had 10. And that was the only Pelicans in double figures last night. Uh, you know, it, just, uh, it was just a couple months ago. We were talking about uh, Jeff the Pelicans being the number oh, yeah. one seed in the Western Conference. But uh, since the injury, the hamstring injury to uh, uh, Zion Williamson, uh, it's just been a different team. Even with Ingram back, uh, the Pelicans just can't seem to get out of a funk that they're in right now and uh, get behind early, kind of make some adjustments and uh, make a run uh, in the late in the third and fourth quarter. But uh, just uh, don't have uh, – and the bench was one of their strengths earlier That's what in the we year. talked about, uh, no doubt. Uh, they seemed real strong there, and that's, I guess, what's so disappointing about uh, them being without uh, Zion and Ingram for a long time, as you mentioned. Uh, you thought those guys uh, were ready to step up and at least stay competitive, but uh, some streaky basketball. Yeah, it just uh, – it, it really is. And uh, the Pels just uh, uh, need to get him back. They sit at 10th right now, and that's uh, – they've got to play in those playoff games in the NBA – uh, and that uh, the quicker they can get Zion Williamson back. But, again, he tweaks. It seems like uh, he's just been uh, an injury freak uh, with the Pels since he's been with them. I don't think he's played a third of the games that uh, that he, uh, due to injury, he's missed two-thirds of the season in the last, what, three years he's been with every the Pels year. now? Just about every year. Yeah, just uh, a certain injury in that regard. So, um We'll see if um, we can't get him back. Meanwhile, in other games in the NBA last night, uh, Miami uh, beats uh, f- the 76ers by 2, 101-99. Uh, Charlotte beats Detroit 117-106. And uh, Boston, the, uh, the Celtics go down to the Knicks, who are playing pretty well right now, as uh, I think Tatum was throwing out the game last night. Uh, can't recall what, uh, what period it was, but uh, – uh, Tatum uh, uh, only had 14 points. He played 36 minutes, so he had to play into the uh, third quarter, if maybe early in the fourth quarter, 
with the 12-minute uh, quarters they play. Uh, so uh, he was thrown from the game. And uh, Brogdon led the uh, Celtics last night. Meanwhile, the Knicks are playing pretty well right now. Uh, well, that was quickly off the bench. Uh, quickly has 23, along with Randall, who also has 23. So uh, the Celts, uh, meanwhile, uh, go down. And uh, Milwaukee right now is really playing uh, the best basketball in the Eastern Conference. Uh, they're, uh, uh, they're tied, uh, but they have a little better winning percentage. Uh, they've played one less game. Uh, the Celtics are 44-18. and 18. Meanwhile, Milwaukee 43-17. and 17. You can never make up a loss. You can get a win back. So uh, Milwaukee's won 14 in a row. The Knicks six in a row. So uh, right now, Milwaukee, the Bucks, number one seed, uh, and they then they win uh, the uh, championship. What was it? One two years ago, I think the Bucks won the championship it, with Yanis. Is it already a year removed? Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, last year, uh, uh, well, I want to say the Celtics won it last year. Uh, but I don't I, they may have, and then they still had the uh, problem with the coach. And, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. Anyway, in the Western Conference, Denver starting to pull away a little bit uh, from the rest of the league, uh, where, as I mentioned, uh, the Pelicans are at 30 and 32. They've lost four in a row. They're four and six uh, with their last 10 games. So basically, they had one time once. They're so streaky. You know, they'll win four, lose seven, win five, lose eight. Uh, maybe the return of Zion Williamson uh, might help in that regard. Meanwhile, um, in other basketball news, um, in collegiately, of course, the, the Raging Cajuns have a double bye. They're going to be playing in the uh, Sun Belt Tournament, which uh, starts, I believe, uh, Thursday uh, with, the play, uh, with some of the two first games for Appalachian State and South Alabama, Louisiana Monroe uh, at Georgia Southern. And it looks like the uh, the Cajuns, I think, get the winner of uh, that last game. You yeah, mentioned. that Louisiana Monroe Georgia Southern game. So uh, and that'll be Saturday night, I believe. Okay, and uh, the Cajuns, of course, uh, have been playing well lately. Uh, set a record that uh, unprecedented. Uh, they didn't lose uh, a home game this year, undefeated on their home floor. So uh, some good basketball out there if you wish to go see the Raging Cajuns play. Uh, with um, and I believe you said the tournament was in Pensacola. Yeah, Pensacola, not Mobile. Just a little ways down the road, probably another forty-five minute to an hour drive uh, out of Mobile. Mobile being approximately four hours from here, and uh, so, of course you got to head south too. That's right. That takes some time. Yeah, you take that one ten exit yeah. and uh, head down to the Coliseum in uh, Pensacola. Uh, elsewhere, in the meantime, in uh, and Men- by the way, corrections. Celtics were in the finals but lost to the Warriors. That's what, yeah. Warriors. Yeah, that, that, yeah I stand corrected. You're right about that. Uh, and I'd forgotten, too. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, in the. And you're uh, looking at the Warriors this year. <laughs> that's struggling right. again. Yep. As uh, Mr. Curry has sat out a few times. I think he's sitting down right now, too. I think he's injured, Seth Curry. In the meantime, uh, the only uh, top 25 game last night, Baylor uh, defeated uh, Oklahoma State. 74-68 to 68, uh, in collegiate basketball last night. Of course, uh, tonight uh, they've got a whole host of games in the top 25 uh, in collegiate basketball. Number six, Marquette's going to be at Butler. Uh, number 15, Indiana will host Iowa. Number 13, Virginia hosts Clemson. Uh, number 18, San Diego State will be at Boise State. Number three, Kansas uh, entertains Texas Tech. 
Number 24, Texas A&M uh, travels to uh, Oxford, Mississippi to take on the Rebels. And number 12, Tennessee hosts uh, Arkansas in that regard. So uh, the uh, Tigers, Tigers play again, uh, I do believe, uh, Wednesday, uh, Missouri. Yeah, yeah they, they, uh, they do play Missouri. Uh, um, in Baton Rouge, I got it as an eight o'clock start. That's correct, and it's uh, that game uh, is going to be on the SEC Network. And Missouri comes in twenty-one and eight. Uh, Tigers are thirteen and sixteen. Of course, snapping that fourteen-game losing streak, uh, beating Vanderbilt, but uh, losing to Ole Miss over the weekend. So uh, LSU still averaging about seventy-one points a game. Missouri comes in at eighty. So. Uh, the difference of shooting, uh, they both average about the same on the three-point uh, shot, 36%. Uh, free throws, LSU's right a shade under 70. Missouri at 75 uh, on the floor uh, with regards to uh, field goal percentage. Uh, Missouri's at 47.5, while LSU's at 45.4. Uh, so uh, uh, those are the ter- determining factors in those ball games. So. Uh, in the meantime, uh, t- tomorrow's action, uh, or I should say I mentioned today, excuse me, today's action in the SEC, Florida, Georgia, A&M at Mississippi, South Carolina, Mississippi State, and Arkansas at Tennessee, so uh, in that uh, area. Elsewhere in news, uh, I'm watching some of the Saints news right now, and they've got some decisions to make. So they made another uh, move with uh, reconstruction of a contract, and the young man's name <laughs> That escapes me, Jeff. It's hard to pronounce one of those defensive linemen, uh, Kesapan uh, Nan. I, I can't think of his. Just run through it and act like you know how to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, I That's know. what I've learned, especially with those <laughs> Middle Eastern names. Just rip through it. How about some of those hockey names of those know. guys, kids from, uh, from Europe? I mean, especially Eastern Europe with uh, a lot of those names. But uh, in the meantime, uh, the Saints um, – Trying to get their annual uh, scouting combine begins next week up in Indianapolis. In uh, many ways, uh, marks the official start, uh, unofficial start, I should say, of the NFL team pro- building process. Coaching staffs, well, they're mostly in place. Decisions are starting to be made on which players will will and will not return, and opinions crystallize with regards to where players belong on their draft boards. Saints enter this point in the offseason with uh, their typical list of wants and musts. But when it comes to building out their 2023 roster, though the list never sees the light of day, though it's worth taking a crack at building one from the outside as well as trying to figure out the Saints' profile. Some of the needs will change throughout the course of the free agency. Any New Orleans uh, may create some uh, fresh positional needs by releasing a veteran player, and it lists and wants, but it needs to fluctuate. I think the one that comes to mind for me with the Saints a couple of years ago was Hendrickson, who had a tremendous year with the Saints. I think he had 12, 14 sacks and uh, just couldn't afford him. And he went off to Cincinnati, and uh, the rest is known as the uh, Bengals uh, played for a Super Bowl year before last and uh, also last year was in pretty good shape So uh, as they uh, were defeated by Kansas City. Anyway, um, now let's look at the four positions I think the Saints are looking at in the first few days. This uh, this is going to be a defensive tackle. Uh, currently under contract is Prince Emila, who doesn't even ring a bell for me. Free agents David Ontomaya, uh, Shai Tuttle, uh, uh, Street, and also wrote Malcolm Roach. Potential draft picks. Uh, they're looking at different guys from all over the country. Uh, uh, they're looking at Jacqueline Roy from LSU. Uh, 
Zach Pickens from South Carolina, some of the players that come to mind. Otamaya Mata has had some great football for the Saints, and he flashed his old ability late last year. Of course, I do believe he had to miss six games, the first six games or so. And uh, last year, the Saints rotated Total Street and Roach in and out of games, and that trio was solid but unspectacular. And the run defense had been a strength of the Saints for a few years, and they took a step back this past year. So Saints could use some infusion of young talent, and uh, there are some out there. So – in that regard. Also, uh, with the Saints, uh, uh, another need uh, for, for them, uh, just scrolling through uh, this, is that, uh, you know, linebackers going to come into play too. And also, uh, their safeties, even though uh, um, uh, Tyrone Matthew had a, had a pretty decent year, I think he was one of the few Saints that had, you know, Saints didn't intercept any passes. He was quiet early in his season. He was. He was. But he ended up, I think, with three interceptions during the year, and that was the most of anyone on the team. And uh, the Saints, uh, uh, they could use some help. Uh, Of course, they've been uh, the young man they picked at uh, 19th last year. Offensive uh, tackle uh, was hurt for most of the year. I think he played in the last maybe three, possibly four games. not sure how his production was, but uh, they need to get him healthy and get him back in the lineup because Olave, what more can you say? Tremendous year. The Saints' problems are with finding a quarterback if they're going to release Winston. Uh, Dalton's uh, a free agent. Uh, will he remain with the New Orleans uh, organization? I don't know. Uh, elsewhere, uh, the Saints still could use uh, – what will they do with Michael Thomas? You know, that's – I think the, uh, so the story uh, this morning, uh, 11 or 12 la- possible landing spots for him. But uh, it seems uh, the consensus among prognosticators is that he is exiting. Well, the Saints had uh, some prediction. Of course, I'm wondering if Drew Brees made Michael Thomas, too. Uh, and the, It's really the injuries. And I think the Saints have just soured on that at, at this point. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. Uh, and the question is, what uh, could we get for him? Yeah, and uh, is he just, uh, you know, at one time he could probably get two first-round draft choices for him. But with his injury situation, uh I'm trying to recall. Did he? He played in a game or two earlier in the year and, and went down again. Yeah. And uh, and uh, last year didn't play at all. Uh, the year before that uh, might have played in a handful of games. Of course, he did set the NFL record uh, with approximately 150 pass receptions. Uh, and that, and of course, that was Drew Brees pitching him the ball too, uh, with short intermediate passes and all. Uh, but uh, uh, question: Will that happen? Who knows? Uh, with Michael Thomas. Uh, that's a problem the Saints, uh, uh, Brass, and uh, Mickey Loomis are going to have to uh, devolve into and see what uh, the situation is. Will they take a pretty big salary hit uh, or in the cap? Uh, that goes along with Winston, too. But uh, right now, uh, just uh, trying to recall memory, they've really, I want to say, addressed, I don't know, six to seven Saints right now with uh, salary cap uh, issues and giving them signing bonuses in lieu of uh, money. So, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the salary of uh, bonuses or the uh, they give them the signing bonuses uh, don't count against the cap. No, that's, and that's straight cash. And, and I guess the only reason they don't do that uh, initially when they sign a contract, 
uh, is because they want to make sure they want to keep the guy around a little bit longer. Yeah. So then uh, you get to a point uh, two, three years into the contract, it's become a big salary cap hit and say, we like the guy, we want to keep him around. So we restructure the contract at this point and give him the signing bonus to restructure. Yeah, and that's pretty much what's taking place in the last few weeks uh, with the Saints as they've addressed uh, Ramchak and others, uh, uh, McCoy, the center. Uh, they've done a few others with uh, players. So um, Tyrone Matthew, I think, was the latest that uh, adjusted his uh, salary. He is one of them. Yeah, and so the Saints trying to – Mickey Loomis trying to uh, alter all that. Uh, tough job, too, Jeff, uh, in that regard to do all that. So uh, we'll see what uh, – it's going to come place and come forth, uh, I think, what is it, March uh, 15th. Some of those decisions need to be made with the Saints roster intact. Of course, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Indianapolis coming up where they're going to take a look at uh, all the promising uh, rookies that are, that are eligible to be uh, taken. So uh, a lot going on in uh, the NFL right now and uh, any other stories I'm seeing here where the NFL franchise ta- uh, tag uh, – uh, tracker of uh, trying to see uh, what teams have basically taken advantage of that right now. And, uh, and uh, the NFL franchise tag, the commanders pain to be the first tag they say here uh, before the NFL free agency begins, teams are allowed to apply franchise tags to players beginning February 21st through March 7th to give them a sense of what they need to do before the league starts March 15th. The tag, of course, is a designation that teams can apply to a player scheduled to become an unrestricted free agent. It binds a player to the team for one season. The franchise tag also figures are based on the top five salaries at each position. The NFL has told its 32 teams that the 2023 salary cap will be a record $224,800,000, up from 208.2 last year. Last season, eight players were franchise tags. Among them were wide receiver Devontae Adams, whom the Green Bay Packers tagged before eventually trading him to Las Vegas. And after he told Green Bay he would play under the tag. And here's a look. Uh, Darren Payne, the defensive tackle for the Commanders, is one that's been tagged and uh, – uh, with that, so uh, eighteen point nine million. Yeah, you saw that, huh? Gee, I have to play for eighteen point nine million. <laughs> That's right. Jeez. And you know, it's fascinating. A lot of people don't know. You don't get a check each month or twice a month. You get your check uh, after you play a game on Monday uh, morning. I guess they pass out. Of course, yeah, I'm sure it's it, direct. It, yeah, it's probably ACH'd into their account. Uh, anyway, uh, in that regard, so. Uh, uh, yeah, eighteen million. It, it's kind of tough too uh, with that. But I was looking maybe if uh, any and, and the, the franchise tag doesn't mean they can't eventually sign them. To that's that's the, right. Know, uh, that's right. To a, a long-term contract or whatever the, that, the case may be. That's for a player that. Uh, and I, I'm trying to recall the Saints used the franchise tag a couple times years ago, and I can't remember. I want to say it was maybe a defensive player. Uh, with that, I don't think Drew Brees was ever attacked. Uh, no, I don't think it was that. ever necessary. Yeah. They had yeah. such a good relationship there. They did. They did with he with management and uh, also with the fans for that matter. Uh, but uh, the Saints had have used this franchise tag a couple times, I believe, on players in the league. It's it's a it's a good thing with the league, and uh, I could say with the bouncing around, you very rarely see someone stay with a team for more than 10 or 12, 13 years, uh, even though they do, even someone like Tom Brady left the Patriots. Who would have thought that? 
and uh, moved to Florida, played for a couple of years, and uh, recently retired. But uh, I'm trying to think of the oldest uh, saint that hung around the longest for the Saints. Uh, I'm, my mind's spinning right now. I'm thinking of uh, a couple of defensive linemen. Ricky Jackson, of course, he ended up moving to San Francisco and got in a ring, played in the Super Bowl. Uh, other saints, of course, uh, Archie Manning played uh, – maybe 12 years with the Saints, and then they traded him to uh, Minnesota. Um, other Saints that come to mind uh, that played uh, a good tenure, uh, just uh, maybe an offensive lineman possibly. Martin but, Anderson uh, stuck around for a long time he too, uh, but, he, but he also played a long time with Atlanta. Yeah, and He, he got, just played a long time, period. And he got into a salary dispute with the Saints, yep. and he wanted a million dollars, and the Saints said bye. And he took off to Atlanta. But uh, just, I'm trying to recall. Just, I'm blank right now. I I got a few recent franchise taggies of the Saints. Uh, In both 2004 and 5, Darren Howard, defensive end. Okay. I got the tag Charles Grant, also a defensive end in 2007. Breeze (sighs) did get the franchise tag in 2012, but uh, eventually he did agree to a a five-year contract. uh, All right. Extension. Uh, Jimmy Graham had the franchise tag in 2014. Marcus Williams, a safety. Doesn't say what year. Uh, maybe 2021. Yeah. So okay. that, that's the last time. Anyway, uh, yeah, they did use it on Marcus Williams uh, in that. But uh, anyway, it's a handy tool to use uh, for the Saints and the rest of the league. So to keep a player around. And of course, you got to fit him under that salary cap. And now it's 224.8. Hundred thousand. So, anyway, uh, we got a guest coming up on our next segment. We got to get in touch with him. Uh, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on a big uh, Tuesday, February 28th, the last day in February, and March right around the corner. We'll be back with more right after this. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Landry has been traveling around District 49 talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands of people across our great district, many asked, how can we get involved in moving our district forward? Join us by going to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com and register now to join us. Pay for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. 
Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Louisiana needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday morning, uh, February 28th. And uh, on the line, we have our guest. And uh, our guest has the number one seeded team in the non-select in Division I. Uh, good morning, Coach Chad Show, and welcome to Bayou Sports. Coach, still with us? Yes, sir. Okay. Oh, okay, Coach. Appreciate you joining us this morning. Yeah, Coach, uh, big game tonight for the Yellow Jackets as uh, you'll be entertaining the East Ascension uh, team tonight. Uh, then them a 16th ranked in the uh, non-select. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your team, Coach, first before uh, uh, that and uh, give us um, – some indications uh, how you've done during the year. Has uh, your team held up injury-wise? Are you playing uh, with all your regulars uh, tonight? And uh, g- give us an update then after you uh, talk a little bit about your team, about your opponent tonight here uh, in New Iberia. Yeah, we um, we have three seniors, um, uh, Colin Duga, Christian Walker, and, and Jaden Wesley. Um, they all start for us. Um, a really talented group, man. You know, like I said, two good guards, and then Jay, who's an undersized big man, that plays extremely hard. And, and uh, like I said, our other two starters are juniors, and, and uh, Austin Delahousy and, and Wayne Randall Bache. Again, two two really good players that we're fortunate enough to be having come back. Um, and and um, we got a couple sophomores <coughs> that come off the bench for us. We're only playing seven or eight guys, so not a real deep team. Um, you know, outside of Wayne being six five, we're not a real big team. You know, we're more guard oriented. But um, we've we've had a good year. You know, I, I can't complain. Um, like I said, to be the one seed is a is a blessing. But you know, at the same time, everybody knows when you got that number next to you, you're the targeted. So, um, and you know, we've had injuries along the way early in the year. We went on a stretch of I think nine or ten games without Wayne with a knee injury. Uh, so. <laughs> then here lately, Kylan's kind of been battling a toe injury, and so we've had bumps and bruises like everybody along the way. Um, not 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 going to be a hundred percent healthy tonight, but again, we we, we found ways before, so uh, hopefully we'll find ways again. And like I said, we're playing a sixteen seed, a dangerous sixteen seed um, in East Ascension, who's always been a a really good program, and and um, they they got a new coach who was at White Castle and won most state championships so um it'll be a tough test for us a really big physical team um you know real opposite uh clash of styles you know uh we're not real big want to play a little faster and you know they're really really big and want to play a little slower so it'll be um it'll be an interesting matchup to say the least and like i said we're gonna have our hands full. hopefully we'll have a good crowd and um, we'll be able to protect the hive yeah, no doubt. Coach, uh, again, uh, on the season, just the three losses, and I know two of those uh, you were shorthanded late in the season, but uh, any uh, particular keys to the success your team had? Um, again, this was, this, was, this was a good group, and this, 
this has been a long time in the making. You know, um, this group started at a young age. I think they started playing together fifth or sixth grade. And, um, you know, with Coach Russ and, you know, Team Impact, they played AAU together. And they've been playing together for such a long time. You know, I'm just kind of reaping the benefits these past two years of having them. But this, this had been this this had been in the works for years, and like I said, they they just know each other. They played together so long now, and um, it's, uh, it's 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 a good it's a good chemistry. They gel easy, just like I said, because they've been playing together so long, and they've been playing the same way for so long. And, um, I think it's just kind of all come to fruition for them. Coach, uh, getting back to uh, tonight's opponent, uh, getting past their first-round match against a 17 seed, uh, what, what did you see in that uh, first-round game that propelled uh, East Ascension on? Uh, again, just, you know, what jumps out, you know, I think they're 18 or 19 and 14 is their record, which, you know, you look at it on paper, you're like, ah, oh, they, you know, just a 500 team, but they had a bunch of losses early. They've gotten hot here late. Um, they had a coaching change, so you expect that, you know, uh, early in the year there's going to be some figuring out. But like I said, they come from a really good district. Um, they finished second in their district. The one seed, the the, the the district winner is Walker, who's the four seed. I saw them on film, really, really good basketball team. And then um, they have five teams in their district. They finished second. And then the third and four seed also had – the third and four seed in their district also had home games. So like I said, they – you know, we're not getting, you know, just an average 16. You're getting a, a team that finished second in a really good district. You're getting a team with some tradition. EA has traditionally been very good into the quarters, uh, um, been to the top 28. It's an established program. They have a head coach who's coming from uh, Destrehan, but before that he was at White Castle. I think he won two or three state titles while he was at White Castle. So you're coming, you know, you're getting a team with some, with some credentials and some pedigree of knowing how to win. So this is, you know, um, like I said, we got them at home and we're excited about that. But, you know, it's, it's a really, it's a really tough matchup. I know it's a one versus 16 and, you know, people look at the seeds, but a lot of times the seed doesn't matter. It's the matchup. And I'm going to tell you, it's a really tough matchup because they're as big as, um, they're as big as any team we play. They're going to play two bigs, uh, three guards and two bigs at all times. And their bigs can be, you know, um, Six seven to six four, and then a few of them are football kids. So they're they're not just six seven and six four. They're six seven, two hundred sixty pounds, you know, or six four, you know, two fifty five. So um, we're gonna have our hands full. We're gonna have our hands full. You know, as I started prepping for the game, and we're looking forward to broadcasting tonight. But still want to give fan uh, some information about tonight's uh, game. Uh, for them to to show up, but any uh, individual players you can tell us about for East Ascension? Yeah, they got a really good guard, uh, number three. He kind of sets the pace for them, sets the tempo. Um, they got two shooters in ten and fifteen. Uh, we don't use names; we use numbers. So gotcha. ten and fifteen can really ten and fifteen can really shoot the ball. And then, like I said, they're gonna they're gonna play two post players at all time. Uh, they're really deep. They're gonna play ten to twelve guys. Um, their five post players are all big, athletic kids. Um, three of them are football kids, just really strong. Um, so again, like a, like a really physical, really physical, um, tough basketball game. Coach, will they come at you with any kind of press? Will they zone press or man-to-man press? And uh, once they settle back in on uh, defense, uh, 
Do you, uh, what have you seen on film? Are there a man-to-man defense, a two-one-two zone, a one-three-one zone, uh, a matchup zone? What are they going to throw at you defensively? Well, really, what we've seen is they're going to play man-to-man, and they'll get in some two-three zone because they're just so big. Um, you know, they can contest everything, and they're really long. But so we're expecting man or two-three zone. Uh, they don't really press a whole lot unless they get down, which hopefully, you know, I'd love to press. That means we're up by, by double digits because that's the only times I've really seen them get in a press. Uh, again, they're just they're just so big. They don't want the game to be super fast. Just because, mm-hmm. like I said, they play two bigs all the time. Uh, you know, and, and true bigs. We, we we play two bigs, but our guys are six three and six five and more. You know, long and athletic than an actual you know post player. So, um, so I, I'm expecting them to play tough man to man defense and. and you know, get in some two-three zone, and then, like I said, if we can get a lead, they're gonna have to press, but uh, not not something they really want to do. Very good, Coach. Uh, you know, new format this year, uh, just like football, the uh, playoff situation, uh, the select, non-select, and uh, getting a first round bye—that's a new thing uh, for uh, top seed, or in this case, the top four seeds uh, in your particular bracket. Um, any thoughts on the bye, good, bad, or indifferent? You know, I was. It's new to me because it's the first time I've ever had it. You know, when I was at Oak Ridge, I think we were in the top four, three of those six years. But this is the first time I've had a buy, so it's new dealing with it. And we're not a real deep team, so from that standpoint, I was liking it because it was giving us a chance to get healthy and you know um, just kind of recover. Whereas if we were a little deeper, I'd have probably not liked the buy as much. But at the same token, we got banged up in practice, so the health thing didn't work out you know, quite like we wanted it to. Um, and then I liked the fact that we got to go watch their first-round game. You yeah. know, that's an advantage. We get to get eyes on them. You know, sometimes film doesn't do it justice. You get to see them in person. You get to see actually how fast they are, how big they are. Because sometimes on film that can be that can be skewed a bit. Um, so I, I liked it from that you know, preparation standpoint. Now, when we play tonight, I'll, I'll be able to give you a better insight of whether it was good or bad for us. But, <laughs> You know, being 10 days off does scare me a little bit. Because, like I said, you can simulate all you want in practice, but, you know, that adrenaline and that that, that, that energy isn't the same as when you throw that ball up and they got three guys in black and white stripes with a whistle in their mouth. You know, you just can't simulate that in practice. So we're going to see tonight, you know, at the start, if if 10 days off was, was too much or, or if, uh, you know, the bye was good for us. I really don't know. I'm, I've seen both sides of the coin I'm kind of torn on it. I don't know if it's good or bad. No, no doubt. Coach, uh, for the fans, uh, what do they need to know about coming in tonight? Well, again, I just come out and support. Like I said, these kids deserve it, man. Come watch a good basketball game. Very rarely do we play a basketball game that it's not fun and exciting to watch. Like I said, uh, uh, should be should be a good environment. Like I said, Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, you know, what better to do than come watch a good high school basketball game? And, and like I said, support these kids who deserve it. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, again, doors, uh, what time will they open for the fans? I'm sorry, what's that? Doors, uh, what time will they open? Uh, doors will open at 6, an hour before 10. Real good. And I know, well, at least I, I thought I heard uh, there's a baseball game at home tonight, too, but kind of separate parking facilities, so hopefully not a, a, a conflict there. Yeah, baseball's going to play Catholic High today. Um, that game will be at four o'clock, so they should be done um, by you know before tip before tip off for sure, or 
you know, 6, 6.30, so we shouldn't have any issues there. Okay, I, I thought I had heard it was uh, a 6 o'clock game, but maybe they moved it up or maybe they, I they just... They moved it up, that's okay. correct, they moved it up. Very good. Coach, uh, anything else before we let you go? But we certainly look forward to uh, being there tonight. Uh, but more than that, we appreciate you joining us this morning. No problem. Thank you guys for having me in Lincoln City. If you get a chance, guys, come on come, come on out and support these guys. They definitely deserve Yeah, let's hope the Beehive tonight, I should say the Hive, is uh, rocking and rolling tonight, Coach. Good luck to you, and thanks for coming on with us. Yes, sir. Thank you all so much. You bet, Chad. We'll see you tonight. Appreciate it, Coach. All right. Three six seven twelve forty. If you've got a question or comment, uh, but uh, think we're getting set for a break. Yeah, we are, and uh, good luck to the Yellow Jackets tonight. Historic uh, number one seed had some great teams over the years, uh, going even back to the seventies and even earlier than that in the uh, late fifties, early sixties. Yellow Jacket basketball course the Chris Manuel uh, Nick Price uh, group back in the early 90s uh, and they've had other runs so uh, good I, I remember back. the teams in the late 90s uh, right. when I was doing South Lafouche basketball it seemed uh, we faced Nish I, I say we South Lafouche uh, faced Nish and those three state championship runs at least twice. Oh, yes. And, one, uh, once at South Lafourche and one in the Dome. That's right. That's right. And the Cajun Dome. That is correct, too. Remember that. And I remember they having a tough time with the St. Aug team one year over in the Cajun Dome back in the day and uh, as the Yellow Jackets. But uh, tonight uh, they've got an opportunity to move forward. Uh, uh, the winner of tonight's game will play the uh, Salmon uh, North Shore winner in that uh, game uh, if uh, – Nish hole serves like we expect they should. Uh, that game will probably be in uh, New Iberia uh, probably Friday night, Jeff. I believe that would be the case. Uh, no reason not to think that. But, again, got to get past tonight's game, and I think Coach uh, realizes that. You know, I, I appreciated the fact that he mentioned Coach Todd Russ and that he left the program in pretty good shape. That's right. He's got that Southside team playing well, a uh, 10 seed. Uh, they're going to be hosting Barb. Uh, no, at Barb tonight. In fact, they're at the McNeese Legacy Center tonight. Yeah, don't know where that is. I'm but, guessing uh, it's on campus because yeah, the Burton Coliseum. Yeah, it's kind of big the, for this type of yeah. game, too, in the meantime. So um, interesting uh, in that regard. So we'll we'll see what takes place tomorrow morning. We'll have uh, uh, the uh, all the updates from the game uh, tonight on uh, Kane Radio. So uh, tune in. Uh, airtime will be approximately, Jeff. 650 i'm thinking 650 on air but uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes okay uh, but- know, uh, see what that last song length is you know <laughs> every once in a while that dictates and i want to mention too uh sulfur in, in at number six so four of the final 16 teams are from district 35a and that even goes uh, more to uh, appreciate the season nish had going seven and one in district and and again, not uh, to take anything away from Southside, Nish uh, was down a couple of players in that game. Uh, those back-to-back losses against St. Thomas Moore and Southside, and that uh, uh, I think you know, was obviously a factor. So. Yeah, uh, that, and uh, then again, uh, came back and had to play the next day against St. Thomas Moore over right. in the Cajun Dome, too, where they uh, dropped that uh, contest. But uh, those three but won their last couple of district games they did. Uh, handedly. Uh, uh, last two weeks ago Tuesday and then the next Friday against Kadiana Karen Crow then uh, Kadiana dominating wins so again uh, you know it'll be interesting to see what the layoff does yeah you're right about that anyway we're going to go ahead and take a break now you're listening to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday February the 28th 
We'll be back with more right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Hi, this is Larry Miller, and I want you to get the McDonald's app. It's easy to download. There's plenty of reasons. Great daily deals to save you money. You can order ahead from anywhere. Sign up for the new loyalty program, and you can earn points for free food. You can even skip the lines. Pick up the order curbside, inside, or just let them know when you get to the drive-thru. McDonald's in our app. I'm loving it. Hi, this is Boxcar Badger, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kangaroo, and Sugar Oak. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here. And, uh, you know, with the NFL offseason, there are a lot of players who need a fresh start on a new team. And, uh, of course, the Saints uh, have a few of those uh, type players, too, will uh, uh, be that, uh, of course, you can even start a – we've got to go through a few teams here. The Buffalo Bills, Devin Singletary uh, is one. He's an, obviously a player who the Bills need to change, but Singletary led the team in rushing a little over 800 yards, set to be a free agent. Changing teams uh, could be the best for both sides. So, uh, meanwhile, uh, with other teams, uh, with players, the New England Patriots have a big offensive tackle, Isaiah Wynn. He was a first-round pick out of Georgia, fizzled after a $10.4 million salary in 2022 result of the team picking up his fifth-year option. Played nine games, seven starts. Uh, another one might be moving on. Of course, the Jets with James Robinson, the running back, was uh, hailed as the ideal midseason fix when he was acquired from the Jaguars in a trade. Well, uh, one day after the Jets lost rookie running back Brees Hall to his season injury, uh, Robinson fell short of expectations. So elsewhere, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, Chuck Clark, the safety, has been a dependable player, uh, admirable leader, starting for the Baltimore in the past 60 games. That the Ravens need to find out what Kyle Hamilton, you know, the rookie out of Notre Dame, uh, can do at safety. So uh, And also he, uh, uh, the veteran, a commander, a better, bigger salary. Uh, of course, with the Bengals, uh, the Saint fans who love to pick on Eli Apple. Apple is coming off his second consecutive one-year contract with the Bengals, and uh, with rookie Cam Taylor Britt waiting in the wings, makes sense for Apple to test the market. So we'll see. Uh, another one who was a highly round, the overwhelming, overwhelming number one draft choice back in 2014, Javon. Uh, 
uh, uh, Clowney, the defensive end that uh, the Browns have, uh, he uh, in his second season in Cleveland only had two sacks in 12 games. Uh, his 2021 nine-sack season showed, so he can still perform, but um, is, is, is he healthy? Elsewhere, the Steelers, Devin Bush, the inside linebacker. Uh, the Steelers declined Bush's fifth-year option, so uh, we'll see. Brandon Cooks, former Saint uh, with the Texans. He's been in the league a few years, so uh, after posting his third-lowest single receiving yards at right at 700 in 2022, and uh, looks like he could be uh, one that uh, will be out there. Kenny Moore, uh, a, um, a cornerback with the Colts, as uh, teams try to shift uh, a lot of their money elsewhere. Uh, other name players looking here through the uh, ledger here. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, of course, you know, had a couple big years uh, with the Chiefs when he first got there, but uh, got hurt towards the end of the year. He was a first-round draft pick out of LSU in 2020, uh, but seemingly no significant role after the emergence of, uh, of the other young back, uh, Pacheco, and uh, who was a seventh-round pick. So Edwards, a healthy scratch for the Super Bowl. So a long-term future with the Chiefs looks bleak. Uh, other players uh, that uh, notable, uh, Calvin Joseph, the cornerback out of uh, uh, Dallas with the Cowboys, has been a Cowboys' best special teamers, but that's not good enough for the second-round pick. When the Cowboys lost Anthony Brown to Achilles' tear, uh, Joseph could not hold on to the starting spot, so uh, looks like he'll be moving on. Elsewhere, some other familiar names. Uh, the quarterback, Taylor Henneke, or everybody says it. He needs to have Meineke as his sponsor. He comes with a cravat. Uh, cravat uh, that's the Washington still has an interest in re-signing him. He's open to staying, but there's a part of him probably could use a break. Carson Wentz uh, gone. Yeah, that's right. They got him. That's right. In Washington. Yep, and he was released Monday uh, with that. Uh, elsewhere, the Bears, uh, Cody Whitehair, Jeff, an offensive lineman. Don't know if you know much about him, but uh, – He's a long-term uh, holdover, a uh, tenured holdover. And Ryan Pace, the, uh, who was drafted in 16, has the second-highest cap hit and on the Rams roster. And uh, sideline, the left guard for four games last year when he allowed only four sacks, 14 pressures. And with how pleased the Bears are with uh, Tevin Jenkins, move from tackle to guard, possible he could be another one. Uh, elsewhere in that regard, uh, looking at other names, Irv Smith, the tight end. Uh, the Vikings had hopes for uh, Smith last season after he missed all of 2021 because of a left knee injury and uh, could, couldn't stay healthy, missed most of training camp, having a thumb surgery. So when you see those, another one kind of surprising, Marcus Mariota, you know, the quarterback for the Falcons who they had hope for. He was number one draft choice back in the day and uh, looking like the rookie out of Cincinnati, Desmond Ritter. Might hold on to that job, so uh, he didn't reclaim the starting job and left the team to take care of a lingering knee issue. So he's another one we'll keep an eye on. Of course, the effervescent Michael Thomas you know, with the Saints. Uh, Thomas worked to restructure his contract to give both the sides flexibility this offseason, and that could certainly signal a parting of the ways. If Thomas does leave New Orleans, it would be a fresh start after three frustrating years. Injuries dating to 2020 season opener. Thomas will be 30 while wow. in March. Has time to prove he can get back to his 2019 form when he broke the records and was named the Offensive Player of the Year for the Saints. Elsewhere, uh, players that uh, uh, could be uh, leaked. I, I'm wondering, I still, I mentioned this on the show a few weeks ago, that Baker Mayfield, he, 
if not Coach Sean McVay and the Rams weren't huge fans of Mayfield's uh, he played five weeks with the Rams at the end of the 2022 season. Doesn't make sense to pay him the salary he'd like to require. Remain in Los Angeles as a backup. Rams are projected to $14 million over the salary cap. And although there's no doubt GM less need and the front office will be creative to make up the cap space if needed. Uh, Rams have other areas of need that are highly priority uh, that a backup quarterback. Another name, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, this would have happened last year had Garoppolo not had the right mm-hmm. shoulder surgery. But there's no doubt he's finally time for the Niners and Garoppolo to separate. And he's scheduled to be an unrestricted free agent. Can't be tagged and will be one of the most accomplished quarterbacks in the market, which means his price will probably go beyond what the 49ers would want to pay him. Of course, they're lucky. Their, their uh, draft choice uh, rookie quarterback had one heck of a second half of the year. And then what do you do with Trey Lance? They're a starter for most of the year until he went down with an injury. So uh, a lot of contracts and players out there, Jeff, that uh, teams need to make decisions on. They're, you know, the Saints, did they go to the draft for uh, their future quarterback? Did they hold on to uh, Winston for another year? Do they cut Winston and take a hit on the salary cap? Do they go after Garoppolo or Mayfield or trade for quarterback? Uh, who knows what Mickey Loomis is thinking right now? Yeah, and that that worries me because yeah. we really don't have much of a clue at all. And nothing wrong with keeping things close to the vest. Uh, you don't want to play your hand or show your hand uh, before you play it. So, you know, I'm hoping that he has a plan, but boy, oh boy, we have no idea what it is. And, you know, again, you know, he doesn't seem uh, thrilled with Jameis Winston. Otherwise, uh, he would have been playing, I think, late in the season. I don't know. And do the Saints hold on to Andy Dalton, make him an offer, or will he look for another team to uh, Dalton – uh, probably a great backup quarterback. Don't know if he's a starter in this league because of his age. I think he's approaching 35, 36. Uh, has played in the league for many years with Cincinnati and then moved on with Dallas for a year. And seemed like he played with someone else. Chicago. Yeah, the Bears. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, um, it's, uh, it's a quagmire right now for the Saints. And, uh, you know, have the what, 29th pick in the draft. Don't know what available quarterbacks – of course, who would have thought Joe Montana would have done what he done? He was a third-round draft choice out of Notre Dame. And then the young man from Iowa State that played uh, for the 49ers late in the year. Seven, Purdy, was, yeah. Yeah, Purdy. Uh, Last pick Purdy. in the draft. That's right. So uh, they're out there. Tom Brady, six-round draft choice back in 23 years ago. Uh, so the Saints have some scratching to their noggins to do. And uh, not sure what they will do, but uh, – Time will tell in that regard, Jeff. Uh, so we'll see what shakes and takes place in the next few, uh, I want to say two weeks, March 15th. You know, everything opens up. So we'll see what uh, – and then they got to d- get down, I don't know, another 30, 25, 30 million in the salary cap. So uh, a lot of work to do too. And don't know if the Saints have actuaries to plan on all that. I'm sure they do. Yeah, the question is, can you go over the salary cl- cap initially and then you can uh, – deal with it after the fact but uh can can you sign a Derek Carr on March 15th put you well over the salary cap but then uh work on it before a, a certain deadline where you have yeah. to be under it yeah and I'm sure they're penciling uh got their pencils and their races sharpened right now and they've got a lot of saints that uh, I think there were 26 saints 
on the roster, uh, the 53-man roster that need to be addressed. So uh, I'm sure Mickey Loomis, um, he, he's been hailed as one of the better, uh, I guess, uh, rewriters, so to speak, with dealing with contracts. So uh, we'll see how the Saints hold up. Uh, March 15th is a big date. We'll see what takes place. Anyway, uh, time for another break here on Bayou Sports here on uh, February 28th. Uh, here on a big Tuesday morning. We'll be back with more along with our Today in Sports History after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Louisiana. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big uh, Tuesday, February the 28th. And uh, a little Major League Baseball news. Uh, of course, they had the cards and the uh, Mets on yesterday cards. Uh, uh, and pretty much. And there was it, a handshake. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Anyway, uh, cards get a couple homers. Uh, Topical three run bombs. They beat the uh, Mets uh, 12-7 to seven as uh, – uh, Mets, uh, uh, of course, uh, a lot of pitching supposedly for the Mets this year. So, uh, anyway, uh, looking at an article here, where Max Scheiser says uh, he loves the new rules with the pitching. Uh, described All the pitchers the, seem to. Yeah, the, the, you're right. Uh, of course, it makes the batters uh, get in the box and let's go. And uh, you think Bob Gibson will be pitching uh, pretty much. Gibson used to get the ball back from McCarver and said, here he comes, what you want? And, uh, you watch a Bob Gibson game, two hours and 15 minutes later, you go, you're walking out of the stadium. Anyway, Scherzer described the pitching under the new Major League rules as cat and mouse game. And contrary to previous years, uh, the Mets ace feels the pitcher finally has gained some control. He says, really, the power of the pitcher has now I can totally dictate pace. Sergio said uh, Sunday after his spring training debut, uh, the rule change of the hitter having only one timeout changes the complete dynamic 
of the hitter and the pitcher. Uh, I love it. And he's first starting the Grapefruit League uh, schedule. Sizer was untouched, uh, or I should, we should say was touched for a run in the second inning, but struck out five while working the first two innings of a Mets. 63 went over the Nationals. Meanwhile, uh, Washington's Michael Chavez, the second hitter in the second inning, stepped out of the box when he felt Scherzer was taking too long. That was the fine with Scherzer, who held the ball for more than 10 seconds before delivering the next pitch as Chavez had to remain in the box with matter of another level of impatience. So that's going to be another deal, too, Jeff. And all these guys that step out and fix their gloves and everything else through the course of uh, an at-bat, uh, the pitcher's got control of the game, and if he fires one and you're not ready, uh, strike one. Anyway. Well, uh, I'll say this. Uh, on the other side of that, uh, Aaron Judge, he's the latest to come out in support of some of the new rules. He said uh, Sunday that he believes the implementation of the pitch clock will end up benefiting the entire league, not just pitchers. He says, I think this pitch clock is going to be a good thing for everybody, although he's only had one at bat during spring training, so a very small sample size working with the pitch clock. Judge was successful. I think he walked. It'll be interesting to see how much of the pitch clock does affect Judge's process at the plate, if at all. He's been, uh, of course, one of the most dominant hitters, and uh, obviously last season's uh, uh, the season he had last year uh, speaks for itself, but he's uh, in favor of it, so there you go. Yeah, you're right. And according to Major League Baseball, there were 69 pitch timer violations through the first 35 spring training games over the weekend, and including 35 That's violations. That's two a game. Yeah, in uh, 16 games. So uh, Sunday, while Scherzer uh, thinks the timer is working, the pitcher fader, hitters, you know, hitters aren't complaining either. So just like you said with Judge, uh, Red Sox uh, manager Alex Cora said the new rules ultimately will create a better product for the fans. I love it. I want to be home sooner than later. He said it's better product for the fans for the game. Um, where we want to go, it's the right thing. Cardinals manager uh, Oliver Mermall said uh, Major League Baseball is providing updates nearly in real time on the rules change package uh, that's making this spring training unique. And uh, umpires, looks like uh, they're not afraid to make these calls, too. As I said, 69 violations over the weekend, 35 alone Sunday in 16 games. So uh, uh, speed up the game a little bit. Uh, They'll cut down on the fans' conversations as you work your uh, scorebook or – even uh, maybe with a friend uh, talking about the ball game or other things. And uh, that's one thing baseball, I think, offers. It's a it's a fan-friendly game. You can sit down and enjoy the game and still chat. and Conversational sport. Yeah, pretty much uh, in that. Uh, so, uh, great game. It's been around for 100 and, uh, how's my math, uh, 30 and 50 uh, plus. Yeah, so uh, and the game's uh, changed a little bit in the last few years. So, uh We'll see what takes place now uh, in this preseason. And uh, the season, Jeff, is 30 days away. It's March 30th. They kick off uh, baseball. Uh, and I'm not sure who the first game is. Of course, Cardinals-Cubs. Everybody plays the same day. Yeah, Cardinals-Cubs uh, will head to Europe this year or London, England. To, in June. Uh, to play a, oh, what, a three-game set for. I Probably two. If yeah. I had to guess. Yeah, because they're going to get back. And then they have back. a day off before, day or two off after. But it should be interesting uh, anyway, uh, of course, uh, as you mentioned with the uh, handshake there uh, with regards to that, <laughs> that St. Louis Cardinals manager Oliver Marmol and 
Umpire C.B. Beckner shook hands when the line of cards were exchanged before the game um, in Jupiter, Florida, two days after Buckner refused to. And manager said Buckner had no class. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and that was after an incident, a uh, previous incident. That is correct. Uh, anyway, Marmol said, uh, uh, I was raised and brought up in this organization exactly what I did today. You go home, plate, you shake the bring. You hand the line of court and shake the hands of the uh, four umpires who run the game. The bad bloods date back to a game last year when Buckner ejected Momol. Buckner declined to shake Momol's hands. <laughs> See, according to Momol, Major League Baseball is looking into that exchange. So Momol was upset with Buck, my Buckner's response. And, and Buckner is time. a piece of work. Oh, yeah. You, uh, I, I've never liked this guy. Uh, Frank Ellis and I used to talk about how we hated this guy yeah. as an umpire. He, 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 you know, uh, what's the thing you always, and, and I was an umpire as a late teenager, you, you shouldn't be seen. You shouldn't have rabbit ears. That's you, right. you shouldn't be seen. People shouldn't even know you're out there if That's you're doing right. your job well. And Buckner is one of those guys who wants to be seen and yeah. wants to be heard. And you can see the, the arrogance uh, that he puts out there. And what I, was the what was the old it. umpire back in the day? Did all the beer commercials and was kind of boisterous. Uh, uh, you know who I'm speaking of too. Uh, anyway, he he was always uh, making fun and jokes and all. And I think they even mic'd him up a few times during Major League Baseball. But uh, anyway, Buckner's sixty. He's sixty years of age. Has been a Major League umpire since 1996. Mormol, who's 36, became the Cardinals' first base coach in 17 and was hired by the by the uh, team uh, as manager in the 2021 season. So, uh, anyway, we'll see how that all comes about here. And uh, But you're right, uh, a good umpire is never seen uh, doing his job. Don't even think about him. Just because balls and strikes are safe, you're out, or a fair foul. Anyway, today in sports history, back in uh, February 28 on this date, back in 1903, Barney Dreyfus and James Potter by the Philadelphia Phillies. You ready? Uh, 170000 Today, they're worth a billion three. Mm. Wow. Elsewhere on this date, 1940, the first televised basketball game pits the University of Pittsburgh versus Fordham uh, as Pittsburgh won the game 50-37. to On this date, 1966, uh, the two Dodger pitchers, Koufax and Drysdale, began a joint holdout against the Dodgers. I think Walter O'Malley was still alive, too. And uh, uh, they ended up signing, I think, for a hundred and hundred twenty-five thousand a year. So uh, baseball is moving on. Elsewhere on this date, 1967, check this out. Will Chamberlain sinks an NBA record, his 35th consecutive field goal. Didn't see where that uh uh, may have ended. Maybe it did end at 35. Elsewhere in 1970, would you believe this? I didn't know this. Bicycles were permitted to cross the Golden Gate Bridge on this date in 1970. I thought maybe the bicycles could uh, transverse uh, both sides of that bay uh, then. Elsewhere in 1971, the PGA Championship, Jack Nicholas leads wire to wire for his his second career Grand Slam by that. Talk to our PGA professional. I think uh, meaning uh, it won each tournament at least twice. Of course, he beats Billy Casper by two strokes. Elsewhere uh, on this date uh, in 1981, Calvin Murphy of the Houston uh, Rockets sets an NBA record with his 78th consecutive free throw. Also on this date in 1986, Peter Uberoff, baseball commissioner, suspended seven baseball players for one year 
after they admitted uh, in Curtis Strong's trial in September that they used drugs. Those seven, Enos Cabell, Dave Parker, Keith Hernandez. <laughs> Dave Parker. Yeah, Joaquin Andohar, Dale Barra, Lonnie Smith, and Jeff Leonard all had to give up 10% of their base salary and 100 hours of community service with random drug testing once a month. So, uh, and I also think there were other stipulations that they ever caught uh, using drugs again that uh, not necessarily be thrown out the game, but they'd be suspended and couldn't play for one year. So uh, harsh uh, actions by Peter Uberoff. Back in 1989, 10-time All-Star second baseman and manager Red Shane Deese, umpire Al Barlick, or elected to baseball's Hall of Fame. And this date in 1991, Don Mattingly named the 10th New York Yankee captain, of course, it all started, I think, with uh, Lou Gehring back in the 20s or late uh, 20s, early 30s. Birthdays today, born on this date in 1929, Hayden Fry, college football Hall of Fame coach at SMU, North Texas State. Of course, he coached at the University of Iowa for many years, born in Eastland, Texas. Also think he was a high school coach at Odessa Premium back in the 50s. Also born on this date in 1935, Bill Haller, umpire in the American League for many years, Called 15 American League Championship Series games, 27 times World Series, four-time All-Star games, born in Joliet, Illinois. Wasn't that the home of Rudy? Uh, it was, uh, yes. Joliet, Illinois. Elsewhere on this date, uh, born on this date, Mario Andretti in 1940, Italian-American auto racer, Indianapolis 500 winner, F1 world champ, uh, born in uh, Montana, Italy. Elsewhere on this date in uh, 1945, uh, born on this date, Hall of Fame defensive end out of Michigan State, pro bowler Bubba Smith. Uh, born on this date, now we all remember Bubba doing those police academy <laughs> And also <laughs> those light beer commercials. That's right. He right. also did the light beer commercials. You're correct. Elsewhere, born on this date, uh, Luka Doncic is at our guard from European League MVP, NBA Rookie of the Year in 2019, uh, playing with the Mavericks now, born in Slovenia. Uh, elsewhere on this date, uh, Irv Cross uh, passed away on this date uh, in 19, uh, 2021. Of course, he was a cornerback pro bowler for a few years with the Eagles and also the CBS broadcaster for many years as uh, back in the day uh, with the 70s into the 80s. That's right. Uh, died of uh, cardiomyopathy uh, at 81. And the quote of the day, I'm going to go back to Keith Hernandez. And he was always kind of, uh, he, anyway, he, this one, he says, I won't say women belong in the kitchen and don't belong in the, they don't belong in the dugout. And Hernandez made that comment after seeing a female member of the Padres training staff in the dugout. And I'm sure this is back in the, in the early 90s or late 90s. Uh, Hernandez, I won't I say. would hope earlier <laughs> yeah. than that. Yeah, late because, 70s, early 80s. Yeah, uh, women are all over now, especially in the dugouts and the athletic trainers and everything else so uh hernandez always i remember cardinal fans when they finally traded him after his uh cocaine abuse that he's one of the seven names on this list they started having signs like hernandez used to do crossword puggles between innings in the dugout and those uh fans had crossword big boards out there keith can you fill in my crossword <laughs> Why are you in the dugout with the Mets? Anyway, Keith Hernandez, fine player, though. Go Glover for, what, 12 years, 11, 12 years. Uh, Co-MVP with Willie Stargell back in 79. Also a batting champion in the National League for one year. And that's to the, today in sports, Jeff, February 28th, the last day in February as we move on 
to March 1st, tomorrow, Wednesday. Anyway, uh, don't know if uh, maybe a, something you might have seen. No, just a reminder, uh, Catholic High also plays that tonight uh, at St. Charles Catholic. I believe 6.30 the tip there. Uh, for fans who might be heading to St. Charles. Um, yeah, you want to uh, get there. Um, uh, of course, the best route uh, is probably going down uh, – 310 and just following 310 and uh, you're going to head back east on I-10 or I should say west on I-10 heading back to Baton Rouge and getting off unless you get to Airline Highway. I would not suggest going through Baton Rouge at this time because the traffic usually starts blocking up around uh, 330 or 4 and it could be horrendous for you to make the tip off at 630 uh, at St. Charles. So. Anyway, good luck to the Panthers along with the Jackets tonight. Uh, it's big games for them to advance in the state playoffs. Uh, so hopefully they'll say we can talk about this a little bit Friday morning as both teams are playing again that night. There you go. In the meantime, do want to thank our guest today, Nish Head Basketball Coach Chad Porsche, and certainly our sponsors, including Jacob. I think I saw Jacob uh, driving by a little while ago. Jacob, uh, not Jacob, but uh, Jake from L.A. Classic Roofing, uh, excuse me, one of our sponsors. Also, Jacob Landry, candidate for state representative, District 49, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, and Schwing Insurance Agency. Once again, we appreciate their support of Bayou Sports.